Trasta goes on to Kelmboot, you get Sarah Rowe, I guess Quidditch has shown me snapper and get score on him to call. I guess you can good deal, I guess you can tell her Hello and welcome along to the Life Changing Moments podcast series on the 42. I'm Fintan O'Toole and we're chatting today with our latest guest in the series, Mayo Ladies footballer Sarah Rowe. Now we've teamed up with UPMC, the official healthcare partner of the GPA and GAA to produce this Life Changing Moments podcast series. With over 40 hospitals, 700 doctors and 90,000 employees globally, UPMC is providing life changing medicine to communities across Ireland. To find out more, go to www.upmc.ie. Sarah Rowe from Mayo is our guest today. Now, Sarah has played ladies football for Mayo, her club Kilmore Moy, and for DCU at college's level. She's also more recently lined out for the AFLW side Collingwood in Australia, along with being a former Irish soccer international with Castlebar Celtic and Shelburne amongst the clubs she has played for there. So there's plenty of sports teams on that list. Hopefully I didn't miss out on anyone along the way. Sarah, welcome along and thanks for joining us. Hi, Fintan. How are you? Thanks for having me. So let's get right to it then. Tell us what is the game or moment you you've decided to chat about today as part of this series? I've had a lot of good experiences in sport, but um, I think the times when things don't actually go your way are sometimes the ones that actually teach you the most and help you to grow and learn. So for me, I think when we played the Connacht final, I think it might have been 2015-16, and I was playing corner forward thought I was doing all right doing kind of the basics well but not doing anything I suppose not having a huge impact but didn't feel I was doing anything really wrong I suppose um but anyway I got the curly finger to be taken off uh after 20 minutes and I was kind of like it's probably the first time I'd ever been taken off for Mayo um actually and I think at that point I was young as well inexperienced and I kind of didn't know what was happening I was kind of like what why am I getting taken off um but obviously you learn fairly quickly and especially with it being, you know, it hadn't even got to half time. And I remember just kind of going through the motions um, after that being in at the team talk and being like, you know, really caught up in my head, being like, what did I do wrong? What's after happening? All that kind of stuff. So the game went on anyway and progressed and the girls started to play really well. And then 10 minutes into the second half, I got brought on again and like my head wasn't in it. But then I was trying too hard and I was trying to, you know, be like, I'll show you kind of thing. And then I was just, I think I was just completely lost in the game. And anyway, the game ended, we won the game, absolutely delighted, obviously huge result for the team. But like personally, you know, you'd be obviously disappointed with yourself. So um, that was probably the time that taught me the most. And like after that, I had to do an awful lot of reflection, had to, I suppose, get feedback, ask for reasons why and, you know, grow and learn but like it was I definitely went home and I was definitely sulking at home for a few days and I remember my mom saying to me Sarah like I'm sorry now but like enough is enough kind of thing you it, it's just a game of football and and um, get over it like as in while it's your world and everything it's, it's not everyone else's world so you know stop letting it impact kind of other things and your your day-to-day routine but that is the thing about sport you know everyone sees the good days and all that but like often there is more bad days than good days but I think the older you get the more you learn to deal with that and you cope better with kind of situations like that but when you're young you don't even understand who you are what you're about and you know all these things kind of hit you and you don't know why you're feeling the way you're feeling so and that was probably the biggest learning curve for me I suppose that type of straight talking from your mother um I guess at times like that you know having the the feedback from family can be a big help and it sounds like it was kind of of assistance to you in trying to kind of move on and and try and learn from that experience yeah like I I would get like feedback from dad all the time and he would say like okay I think you were maybe an eight out of ten today or two out of ten whatever he thought 
and I you know I'd really respect that now mum has this refreshing way of I suppose bringing us all back down to earth and kind of saying like even if there's so much football talk going on in the kitchen it's like okay moving on like next topic because you know it can it can absorb your life but um I think it, it is important to I suppose go to the people that's closest to you and um for me at that point it was like I had to go to the manager and say look what did I do um how can I improve how can I not be in this situation again and what do I need to do going forward and that was the biggest thing for me because it takes out the anxiety then of kind of being like paranoid or everyone thinks you played really bad and then you start thinking oh they think that I'm not a good player and then all of a sudden you start performing like a very bad player as well because you're inside your head all the time so I think um to take out the paranoia and all that it's like get feedback get answers and demand them and then figure out how you can be better and I think after that I was like I'm just going to work hard you know nothing can make me feel worse than the way that game did so um I definitely learned a lot and also it made me have a lot more empathy for the players who hadn't been haven't been selected or hadn't been selected in the past and you know it made me I suppose understand that you know you really do need to look after them players and kind of see how they're getting on because they are putting in the same amount of work but they're not wreaking as much benefits as you are so um I think it taught me a lot that way as well and I think like you know for younger players now at this point you can kind of get inside their head quicker because you're like I've been there before and that's the only way you learn that's an interesting point because you've definitely seen in high level GA between you know ladies football get a football hurling whatever over the last few years you know the, the phrase about that it's a you know it's, it's about the 20 people on the squad maybe it was a cliche before but now it seems kind of more relevant than ever because the demands have kind of increased and you know you, you, teams obviously always make almost the maximum amount of substitutions that they can and it sounds like the, this game was maybe a turning point for you and maybe kind of uh, realizing that yeah definitely and I think like you said I think the culture of um, being taken on or taken off or whatever is has completely changed over the last couple of years and I think you've seen that with Dublin as well especially they have you know bred a lot of players and they always use 20 players and or whatever amount they can use and I think you know if that happened to me now I'd be like fair enough like that's the best thing for the team and maybe I have run out of steam and maybe I haven't been playing my best and maybe have been making stupid decisions and it's not the like me being on the field isn't the best decision for the team so and um, you take that on board a lot more now and like we said the culture has changed a lot. With hindsight I suppose you're looking back on it and identifying it as a, a big learning experience but like at the time you know you hear a lot of sports people say the two most difficult ways to get taken off are before half time or if you're brought on and brought back off again I mean for you for it to happen so early in the game then to get brought back on it must have been a really just kind of a weird experience well, you know when the full-time whistle went like what, what were you kind of thinking when you're like obviously your teammates were all celebrating it was a big win for Mayo but it must have been kind of strange because obviously like every player you know how, how you review a game is probably factored in and how you went for you yourself yeah, of course, like while it's a team sport, you know, I think that every player needs to do their job in order for the team to get to where they need to be. And I think that as well is a disappointing factor in it because you're like, I didn't do my job to get the team to where they needed to be today. While other people stepped up and, and they did, did that and the team ultimately won, you still are going to reflect on your own performances and, you know, and see what you could have done better. And I think that's like, you know, I was definitely extremely disappointed. The final whistle went and I was like, this is great for me. I was great for the team. But personally for me, 
I feel like the world is crumbling around me. And I remember just kind of really going through the motions of that. But I also remember kind of tuning into myself at the time and being like, okay, don't show it. Try your best not to show your emotion here because there's, you know, it's not about you. It is about the team. But so I did, you know, you put on a happy face, you go out with the team that night, but like clearly remember exactly the whole day. And like it nearly unfolded, the way it unfolded for me. And I, I was just like, the next day, the next week and all that stuff behind closed doors and eyes at home, I wasn't in a, like, you know, a good headspace. So um, I think, but it is important as well to know that it's not about you. It is about the team, but you, you know, you want to give put your best foot forward for the team. And when you don't do that, you're disappointed in yourself and you're also disappointed for what you didn't give to the team. When you got the feedback from management, did you kind of understand the decision better then? And, and was it, you know, kind of specific enough and kind of detailed enough that you, you were able to realize then that when you went back to training, what you needed to work on for the remainder of the season? No, to be honest, I had to keep digging, digging and digging. Okay. So I was kind of getting not straight answers and, oh, you know, it's just the way the game happened, just, you know, and we brought you back on then. And yeah, and I was like, yeah, but understand as a player how... I didn't get that feedback at the time even to know that that maybe might have happened that I'd come back on or anything. So I was like, the lack of information there for me was hard because I was just left playing with my thoughts. And so I think I just kept asking, asking, okay, what can I do better? Um, So I literally put the head down. I remember just like, I remember the first training session back. I was like, I'm just going to work really hard. I'm going to say absolutely nothing other than the feedback I've got and just um, go at it from here. And I think, then I was just like, like I said, nothing could get worse than that. So um, just put the head down. I'm thinking the following year then uh, you got to the All-Ireland final. Obviously, the, the result was disappointing. But like when you'd reached that All-Ireland and I mean, you played the whole game, you're kind of a regular in the team then. Do you look back with a bit of pride, a bit of personal pride when you think of that experience of 2016 and, and how you've responded and maybe how far you'd come maybe in the interim? That's actually, I never thought of it like that, but... Now that you say it, I do remember going into like, say before we went to preseason, like I went away after that season and I was like, you know, sometimes when you're younger, you think things can just happen for you because often when you are younger, talent and things like that sometimes do just happen for you and it's all natural and you just go for it. When you get up to the senior level, like people are at your level and above. So you're constantly trying to be like, how can I find little ways to get a small bit better, get a percent better? But I probably didn't know that at the time. I just was doing what I was doing probably when I was a younger kid as well. So when you say it like that, I do remember going away that um, pre-season. And I remember saying to myself, like, I won't be beaten in things that I can control. And that would be, you know, running or like strength and conditioning and my nutrition and things like that, that, you know, you break down and you set small goals for yourself. And I kept saying to my, like, that kind of pushed me on the few weeks but leading into pre-season where I was like I make sure I'll go hard at everything I can and that gives you confidence then when you know that you know the only person you can't fool is yourself and when you know that you've put in that hard work and you know you turn up to training you know that you're going to put your best foot forward and that does give you confidence and then you start to play better so um yeah definitely definitely did have a, a major impact now that I think of it yeah it, it sounds like you're definitely maybe a more resilient player now that if you know say we're coming into the 2020 season that if there's setbacks during that time with Mayo in the middle of a game maybe it's not going well that you're better able to deal with it and you're better able to kind of maybe think your way through it yeah definitely like I wouldn't I would try my best to not let my negative thoughts linger like I would kind of tell myself to shut up regularly whereas um before I'd kind of let that keep going and you know I'd start if you if you had a bad ball you'd start saying 
oh, the next one's going to be bad again versus being like, okay, switch that off. That's, you know, that's not important anymore. What's next? So it's, you know, it's the way you talk to yourself as well. The way you communicate with yourself and others has a big impact on how you're going to play. There was a second game that you wanted to chat about, which had a big impact in kind of shaping your career. Um, yeah, that was the soccer game with um, with the Ireland under 19s. It was against Turkey, and we it was the first time the under 19s had ever qualified for the European finals. So it was a major deal at the time. And the year before that, we'd lost out marginally marginally on score difference and um, so I remember being extremely disappointed the year before so it obviously meant that bit more than having got gotten over the line and we won by a goal and we defended literally our lives away for the whole game so it was um yeah it was just such a positive experience and then we went on to play um Sweden England and Spain and we beat them as well and um, so we just overall taught me a lot I suppose about even high performance and you know, from a young age, you're, you're taught to look after nutrition, strength conditioning and running and, and then things that you might not have been taught um, from the grassroots up in GA. You've left out one important piece of information about this about, about this game. Um, so this is the line from the match report. It says Dave Connell's side won the game thanks to a brilliant individual goal by Castlebar's Celtics, Sarah Rowe, in the 36th minute. Rowe capitalised on a clever pass by Kiva Keenan, then turned her marker inside out before unleashing a strike across keeper. I'm probably going to get this pronunciation wrong. Uh, Busra Ozturk that went in at the far corner. So what do you remember about the goal itself? I remember playing terrible at the time and thinking I was going to get taken off. But um, I hit it as hard as I could anyway. And um, when it went in, I was just, I was absolutely delighted. And um, I think obviously it did have a special impact for me then having scored the goal. But and um, I do remember speaking to Dave Connell and Dave Bell after and they were saying you are lucky one lucky girl that you scored that goal because you were just about to be taken off so um but yeah it was an amazing experience and obviously extremely special to have scored the goal that's really interesting when you think of the first game we've chatted about the experiences of how a match mightn't be going well for you in the first half but how it can turn on one moment and I guess as well you, you talked about the fact that you'd lost out the year before so like this is a, a perfect example of how something doesn't go well for you you cope with the setback and you kind of come back better and stronger yeah like as in the year before a lot of freak kind of accidents happened before our last game it was really weird like we got like we got like three injuries kind of from nothing from trainings and big injuries like Rihanna Jarrett did a cruciate Claire Shine did something to her foot and then the day before our final game I came down with a 24-hour bug and it was just the weirdest thing ever. Like, I was getting sick. I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. And I wasn't actually allowed to play the game. I talked out and did a fitness test, but I was genuinely all over the place. Like, I was so sick. And so it was like I had kind of been... That opportunity was nearly taken away from me in the drop of a hat the year before. And then all of a sudden, like you say, you have that one moment. And I think when you talk about them big moments in games, like there is players out there who just have them big moments and they might not do anything else for the game. And so you leave them on anyway. And then you, but obviously you look and strive to be consistent as a player. But if, you know, you do have them players who just have them one moment and you have to leave them on. Um, because they could do something magical within a second. How beneficial has it been for you as a male player to have had these experiences in different sports? I mean, we're talking here about your Ireland soccer career, and then more recently, obviously, you've been playing in the AFLW with Collingwood. Uh, you kind of touched on the high performance element there, uh, and just like in general, 
you know, not being, I suppose, confined maybe as a young player to just one sport, like, was that hugely beneficial getting a kind of a, just a wide variety of different experiences? Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, you see so much from being um, a high performance environment and you learn so much from other players and other people. And like, even in Collingwood, like you might, you know, you can, the men's team are always there, two or three of them help coach us and they're always kind of helping us progress as players. And, I think like to have that, be able to pick brains of different athletes. And, you know, the one thing that's consistent with all athletes is the mindset and, you know, how it should and should work. And I think, you know, people use different different tools and different ways to get to where they need to get to. But like while we all train different, like say AFL is more like endurance based and Gaelic football is more, you know, fast paced. So it's like, while all them things are a bit different, the mindset is the thing that really um, I've learned a lot about from um, soccer and from AFL. It must be kind of rewarding as well to have these times when you're able to focus solely on your sport because obviously with Mayo, you know, whether it be work or college over the years, you know, you have to juggle so much to keep up that side of the inter-county game as well. Yeah, it's it's tough to, I suppose, to keep it all going. And when you're over in Australia, you are literally just focusing on um, AFL and you know your body would be I suppose in the best condition possible whereas when you're um, at home in Ireland there's so much more distractions and stuff so it is important to kind of reflect a lot and set goals and kind of figure out how you can manage yourself best while trying to work trying to keep up with your friends and family and play sport at the level you know and we want to and be able to look after yourself as well like the things that people don't see I suppose you know you go to training and you come home but there's so much more to it than that you know there's your nutrition you're going to the gym there's your recovery there's hours of work there that people don't see and so it is it is very time consuming and it's about managing your time I suppose prioritizing Obviously, the GA is kind of so focused on the grassroots element of it. You know, you would have started off with your club in Mayo and then you're progressing to like the county scene in, in Connacht and the All-Ireland Championship. I mean, getting that chance to step outside of that kind of bubble, I guess, to play at an international level, whether it be with Ireland or with Australia, like that must have been just like a fantastic experience. Yeah, it was. And both of them challenged me so much and I learned so much along the way. Um, I think going to Australia was, you know, a very interesting one because you're going in there and you essentially know no one. You don't even know the culture. You don't even know the way their banter works. You're, you know, you're just this new person who everyone's kind of watching to see what you're going to do next. And I think that side of things, like it wasn't only, you know, moving over to play a new sport. And also some of these girls have played that sport their whole lives and you're trying to pick this sport up in six months or sorry, six weeks before the first game of preseason and so that was a challenge in itself and you know at the start I remember thinking to myself oh my god I am this girl in PE class you know there's always one or two in PE class who can't do anything right and slow everything down or training I was that person for a good while and that was hard because you know you were constantly playing with your mind then you were like you know you just had to say okay be patient stick to the basics work hard put your head down and make sure that you do the simple things really well and um, but basic skill skill execution and stuff like that was just it wasn't at the start it wasn't coming naturally so um that was definitely a challenge in itself well it sounds like the there's been plenty of challenges along the way but the experiences have been really positive uh, in your sporting career uh you've been listening today to the life-changing moments podcast series on the 42 in association with upmc the official healthcare partner of the gpa and gaa sarah Rowe, thanks a million for joining us